welcome to Soul Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Mills Gray. A little dose of inspiration, high vibes, fun, and practical tips to help you level up your leadership, learn from others' success, and join us for a natter as I get to know what makes people tick and how they have embraced becoming a soul leader. I'm back. Welcome everybody to Soul Leaders. This is season two and I have taken a little bit of a break and the reason that I took a bit of a break, lots has happened. Um, I launched a group coaching program in May that was taking up a lot of my headspace and it's been super fun some learning curves along the way and then summer happened and I just thought you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit my podcast season two in September and I'm very much about doing the right thing when it feels right and it feels right and this morning I woke up and I was like today's the day Today is the day that I'm going to record the first episode of season two. So we are in September. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to those who have heard my podcast before. For those of you who might be new, uh, my name is Mills. I am a leadership coach. I almost hesitated then. It's like I, 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 I sometimes struggle to define the term leadership coach. (laughs) I help business owners, leaders, experts, um, service providers, coaches to really level up. And what I mean by level up, because it's very easy to just say that, I think that there is an awful lot of coaches out there who promote how to get 10K months. You see it a lot, $10,000, how to get $10,000 months. And I've fallen into that trap before. I'm like, yeah, me, 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 me. I, I want to do that. I want to do that. And I think that a lot of that is, I mean, that's fantastic. It's amazing. It's a great goal to have. It's an achievable goal to have. But I almost feel like there you leapfrog over a whole heap of stuff that I think is really crucial to learn. And that is decent strategy and how to work your mindset so I think that a lot of people who go for those how to be a 10k coach have missed a little bit so I purposefully like to say let's start at getting you consistent five thousand pounds or let's just call it six and a half seven thousand us dollars let's get consistent at that first because that is going to be a much more um, manageable it's not easy but it's more manageable then jumping straight into 10K months. Because I feel that a lot of the time when you jump straight into thinking that you're gonna get 10K months, the reality is it's fucking hard to do that. And then there's a little bit of disappointment. There's a little bit of, oh, I'm not as good as them. Maybe comparison hits in. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's definitely something that is just branded about like it's super easy. And the reality is with any business, it's not super easy. Lots of work has to go in. So today what I wanted to do is I wanted to start off and just really kind of tell you where where I'm at. A lot has happened in the last few months. Um, I have, I've come out of a, a tricky 2021 
And it's been tricky for obvious reasons. We all know that lockdowns and COVID haven't been enjoyable for most. Um, I lost a business, I lost a travel business, and that's been really uh, like dealing with grief. Um, when you have built something up, so I built it up for 13 years, and then it's taken away from you, not through, you know, if I'd lost the business through my own sort of mismanagement or sort of bad practice, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, that's kind of your fault. But I've lost the business because there was a travel ban and still is really a difficult travel <laughs> experience. There was a travel ban for so long. And so I've closed a business. It was a art retreat company. And I've also lost a dog. So my beloved dog died um, at the beginning of summer. And, and it's been really difficult. She was like my, my kind of soulmate. Um, I've, 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 I've dealt with grief before. I lost a, fa a father, my father. I lost my father six years ago. And, um, and so I'm familiar with grief. And, 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 you know, like with so many people, there's lots of shit things happen. Um, and there was an element of guilt because I, I really do, I feel like I've lost a child losing my dog. Um, and then recently a, a friend of mine has passed away and that's been really quite difficult to deal with. So I've been burdened a little bit with grief. However, there have been some really good positive things that have happened and I think it's important to mention those as well. Um, I launched my course, my group coaching course, Soul Leaders, and that has been brilliant. I've really, really enjoyed group coaching. So I've gone from coaching one-to-one to, -one to coaching in a group. Um, I still do one-to-one -one and I love one-to-one, -one, but I also really love doing group coaching. It's been it's been um, it's been fascinating. It's been fascinating. So that's kind of been the last few months. But I thought today what I would do is I wanted to give a few, you know, I don't like the word top tips, lessons, learnings. That's perhaps a better one. And I get asked questions quite a lot by uh, people on Instagram or people that I work with or clients and I, I kind of compiled a few and thought that I was going to give you a little bit of um, Mills musings, let's call it that, <laughs> Mills musings. So the first thing I wanted to do was a lot of the time people talk about success, they talk about how successful are you and I think the initial success sort of um, word definition is banded about, I think people immediately kind of often think of perhaps income, houses, cars, material things, material things. But I've been thinking really about the definition of success. And to me, what success looks like is choice. That's probably a word that I would, I would associate with success is choice. Do you have the choice to do things? Um, the definition of success is getting really clear on what your best life looks like and then go make that happen. So my best life looks a little bit like this. Having enough money to not worry 
And I work a lot on money mindset and I've definitely come from a place of abundance rather than lack. I perhaps my downfall is that I am a bit frivolous. So I spend things without thinking too much about it, but it works for me. Um, but yeah, get, get you know, success to me looks like, um, you know, what does my best life look like? So my best life looks like having enough money to not have to worry about things so I can buy things. Of course, I always want more. Everyone wants more. Well, not everyone, but I certainly would love more. I would love more, but it's not my driver. My driver is being able to spend five weeks on the beach in Portugal, which is what I've just done. My driver is being able to go meet my friends for coffee, going for a walk in nature, um, uh, walking, walking, running, going into wild swimming, doing things that light me up without having to ask someone's permission, without having to compromise too much. Oh, I've got to do that. I've got to work, so I can't. And I've, I've really worked hard over the last seven years to build up my businesses so that I can make these choices. Have I sacrificed things? 100%. <laughs> um, I think any entrepreneur who tells you they haven't would be lying. Um, do people not get what I do 100% I think a lot of the time people think oh Mills is busy working or what's she doing why does she not want to come out for dinner with us and it might be that I just actually I'm refilling my cup doing something else um so so my definition of success also looks like that freedom of choice that's the best best way to describe it freedom and choice um so what does my average day look like? I'm going to describe today because that's probably very much my average day. My youngest has just started secondary school, which is brilliant because I live literally a five minute walk from the school. So it's perfect because they get to walk to school and I don't have to do a school run anymore. Woohoo! However, we're moving house. <laughs> so... I've got this freedom of no school run for probably a few months and then it's going to go back to a school run. But that's OK, because we are moving, fingers crossed, everything going in the right direction to our dream house. Um, so I didn't have to do school drop off. And I went and met my friend for a walk. So I went for a walk, went, got a coffee, bumped into another friend, which was nice. Went for a coffee and a walk, came back. And my daughter's not very well. One of my daughters isn't very well. So she was on the sofa and I hung out with her for about an hour. Um, I then have done like a little bit of admin for the house move. <laughs> and now I'm recording this podcast. I've had lunch recording this podcast. And then I will probably do some reach outs with my business, reaching out to potential clients, engaging in some social media. Um, and that is kind of my typical day. Throw in a few client calls that I, I tend to try and put all my clients in one week so that I'm doing one week of client calls and then one week of non-client calls. And this week is a non-client call week. However, yesterday I had a client. I, had, I am a client to a coach. So I was on the receiving end of some coaching and it's a relationship that I've just come to the end of. 18 months I've been working with Tracy Liv, who is a um she's very much about mindset and 
working on your mindset, working on your inner compass, being the CEO of your life. And I've been working with her for 18 months. So I had my last call with her yesterday. I also work with other coaches. So I have worked with Lauren Arms, who is fantastic at strategy. And at the moment, I'm doing a, a, a course, an online course with Taki Moore, Taki Moore. Um, he is very much strategy. So I invest in myself. That's probably something to really highlight. And I have done for the last mm, six years. Six years I've been spending money on myself. And I don't think I will ever stop doing that. I find it's like the best return on investment is when you invest in yourself. So, so that's my kind of average day, literally, is getting out in nature, doing a little bit of work, doing a bit of mummying. And, um, and it's been a beautiful, gorgeous day. So I've sat in the sun for about an hour as well. Um, but then, of course, there are things that happen that I need to prioritize. So one of the questions I get asked a lot by clients is how do you prioritize what to do? Because I think as entrepreneurs, we wear a freaking million different hats. We're PR, we're accountants, we're sales, we're marketing, we're admin, we're, we're everything. And actually, we only start our business really because we're good and brilliant at one thing and want to excel at that. So we do have to wear different hats and, 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 um, and learn how to do things differently, learn how to do things that we might not have been trained in. Um, and that can be uncomfortable. And it can also take up time. So how do I prioritize what to do is I have post-it notes and lists. I'm not a big list doer. I'm more of a post-it note sticker. And what I try and do is I will write next to what I need to do for the day. I'll have a little look and I'll be like, is that urgent or is it important? And I will do all the important things first and leave the urgent things till the end. Because something that I have learned along the way is that urgent stuff always gets done. But if you always prioritize the urgent stuff, you will never do the important stuff. And the important stuff, in my opinion, is the stuff that moves the needle in your business. So I prioritize between important and urgent. And that's kind of been a really good, a good playing level playing field for me to move forward. Um, so moving on, a couple of questions that I thought might be useful for you. Something that I get asked quite a lot is when and how do you get clients? And I'm, I'm definitely better at this than I was a few years ago. Um, I think, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if we all had 10, 15 clients incoming every day? But that's not reality. You have to work on that. Um, unless you've got a very, very high kind of ad budget, which most most people don't get to until maybe a few years into their business when they can spend a little bit of money on ads and things like that. When you're not in that stage, I think it's really, really important to start to understand your client, your ideal future client, if you haven't really got many, or if you have got clients, understanding them, knowing who you work with, knowing what their problem is and how you help them. So there are two reasons really why a client will hire you. One is that they have a problem that they can't fix themselves. OK, they've got a problem. They can't fix it themselves. They need help 
fixing that problem. The second reason that I believe that most clients hire you is that they might have a goal that they want to achieve and they don't know how to do it. So when we look at our ideal future client or our current clients, what are those problems and how, how do you make them feel? How do you solve it? How do you fix it? Not the ins and outs of how you fix it, but what's the results that they get? So we want to talk to the client about the results so they, they, they can start to see that there's a solution to their problem. So we talk about the problem, we talk about the solution and the results. And then the next bit is, I really believe that people buy people. So it's really important to be yourself. Uh, lots and lots and lots of my clients don't like being visible. It's a big issue of getting consistent income is that lack of visibility. And the truth is, is that you won't be for everyone. There will be some people who love you. There'll be some people who don't know you. And there'll be some people who really don't like you. And that's okay. <laughs> it's okay not to be, you know, ideal for everybody. Um, so I really believe that, that that element of authenticity, okay, if you don't like being visible, it doesn't mean, oh, it's more authentic if I just don't be visible because I hate it. That's not going to grow your business. But being authentic when you're visible is so, so important because clients who don't know you, they need to get to know you. They need to get to know, like, and trust you. Um, so for them to get to know, like, and trust you, I've got some, some, some key lessons. One is consistency. You have to consistently show up for your ideal future client to get to know, like, and trust you. If you dip in and out, you're not gonna be on their radar. You're not gonna be reminding them what a badass you are, how fun you are, how great you are to work with, the results that you get for other people. You're gonna dip in and out, and that is how your business will be. Clients will dip in and out. Consistency, equals consistent clients. I really, really believe that. It takes a little bit of time. It does take a little bit of, um, you know, Rome was, I always say to people, Rome wasn't built in a day. It does take a bit of time, but be consistent. Don't be spammy. I hate spammers. I literally, and I've been one. I, I what about seven years ago, I sent a few spammy messages. Gonna hand, hold my hands up. I have been there and I felt, awful doing it and I never got good results from it don't be someone that just slides into people's dms asking them if you know they're interested in your services because it's just yeah it's a numbers game and yeah you might get one out of the hundred messages that you send of someone saying possibly but I just feel like to be a genuine business builder in whatever industry you're in don't be a spammy twat just don't be spammy. If you think it's spammy, it probably is spammy. Um, there's definitely a way of introducing yourself and getting to know people without being spammy. Um, I make lots of connections through social media and I just start with conversations. I always say it's like if you walked into a bar, you wouldn't just walk up to somebody and say, hey, I've seen you. Uh, do you want to go to bed with me? I mean, you might, <laughs> you might, but the chances are is that you would start with a bit of a conversation first. You would start with a conversation 
and you would get to know that person it's it's I always think with with cold market with getting to know people it's it's a bit like dating you have to be get to know them you might find actually I don't want to work with you I don't I don't want to work with you you're not my type of person and that leads me on to the best way to grow your leads is also don't be afraid to say no yourself and don't be afraid that they might say no to you uh there's a, a great book called go for the no and that is about getting a whole heap, heap of no's before you get a good yes now i think the no works in two ways i have not trusted my gut before and i have said yes to working with people and i have regretted it i think it's it makes you more authentic to be like you know what I don't think we're a good fit. I don't think we're a good partnership. I think it's better that you, you know, good luck in finding who it is that you need to work with, but that's not me. I think that shows not only that you are stepping into your true kind of CEO self, um, but energetically you are sticking to your values and your principles and what feels right and aligning with what's right. And then the right person will come along. And don't be afraid that people say no to you. Often people will say no. It might be based on money. They can't afford to work with you. Um, they might not be mentally ready to do the work on themselves. Um, so don't be afraid of the no's. No's are often not now as well. It's not like a flat out no. It might be no, but I'm going to, you know, revisit this in a few months. So get good at that. Keeping them in your in your lead pool for them to carry on getting to know, like, and trust you. It might be that they need a little bit more info from you to work out if you're the right person. It might be that they want to see more proof that you're going to help them. It might be that they're just cautious um, and connect genuinely. So that kind of goes into the same, don't be spammy, connect genuinely, find actually be, be interested in people. I'm going to round it up there. I think there's some good tips in there. Um, my goals for the next few months is to grow my Soul Leaders Group Academy. I, I would love within June next year to have over 100 people on it. That's my aim. That's my aim. And um, if anybody would like information on my group coaching, then just drop me a, an email, um, hello at millsgray.com. I'm also on Insta, mills underscore gray, and gray is G-R-A-Y for anyone who is questioning it. Um, yeah, drop me, drop me a message on Insta or, or, or an email. Um, if you'd like information on my group coaching, I, I kind of like to say that I help people get consistent income and I help them to align align their business with their values. So grow a business that is really value-driven and aligns with their vision. Um, it's called Soul Leaders for a reason. I believe that leadership comes from the soul, uh, not just from books that you read. Um, and what makes you lit up and an amazing person is where you will see the growth in your business. And then I also do one-to-one. -one. I do one-to-one -one coaching. If you are interested in one-to-one, -one, same thing. Just, just
just just ping me a message. Um, I'm glad I'm back. I feel that this is the right time. Um, I'd love to know what you think. And I'm going to line up some good guests. If you know anybody who would be interested in joining the podcast, then swing them my way as well. And uh, happy for me, it is, I don't even know what day it is. I think it's Tuesday. Happy rest of your week, guys. Whenever you're watching this, listening to this, I mean, um, take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much. And please do subscribe and share Soul Leaders.